today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith Sometimes we suffer because of what we do. Other times we suffer because of what others do. But whether we're suffering because of something that we've done or others have done, God can use it in our lives to make us into a vessel of honor and glory for Him. In every disappointment of life, bring God into the picture. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. As each of us have undoubtedly experienced, life is ripe with disappointments and letdowns. From not getting a certain job, friends or family moving away, or simply not getting what we want, we all experience letdowns. But where does our focus go when we are in our disappointment? In today's message, Pastor Ed reflects on the positive attitude of David, even in the midst of a negative situation. In our study, we learn the importance of recognizing the sovereign hand of God in each and every situation, whether good or bad. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, When Life Hurts. Building in faith. We're continuing our series on the life of David. Sometimes life really hurts. And then it hurts even more when someone kicks us when we're already down. Have you ever been there where you're down and someone comes over and they make it even worse? That's David's experience. He's leaving Jerusalem. Absalom has rebelled against him. And the nation has anointed Absalom in Hebron as king. David recognizes that it's not safe to remain in Jerusalem and the odds are against him. And so he takes those closest to him and he begins this journey of leaving Jerusalem. There are some who come and befriend him and assure him of their support in the moment of weakness. There are others who come rub salt in his wounded spirit. David takes and puts this experience in the framework of God's sovereign power. Sometimes we suffer because of what we do. Other times we suffer because of what others do. But whether we're suffering because of something that we've done or others have done, God can use it in our lives to make us into a vessel of honor and glory for him. In every disappointment of life, bring God into the picture. Someone has said, disappointments are all his appointments. So, Put him between you and your circumstances. And that's what David is going to do. David is going to use the cursing 
the slanderous remarks about him for good in his life. Actually, he's going to see it as an answer to God's prayer. To his prayer to God. Because David had prayed in Psalm 51, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. David had prayed, oh Lord, wash me again and again and again. Cleanse me from every residue of sin that's impacted my life. And God is going to answer that prayer in David's life and he's going to use Shimei to accomplish it. Shimei belongs to the house of Saul. And when David is leaving Jerusalem, he walks on the other side of the river and begins cursing and swearing and saying, you're a scoundrel, David. David, you're a bloody man. And God's going to use it in David's life like a refiner's fire, to make him into a man after his own heart. David responds in a number of ways, and we're going to look at that response this morning so that we too, when we feel that we're down and out, we can profit from those painful experiences. First, he accepts what happens as divine discipline. And that's not always easy. That's sometimes very, very difficult. But he accepts the discipline. David recognizes God's hand in it. In verses 5 to 8 in chapter 16 of 2 Samuel, you could see David's recognition of the divine discipline. It tells us that as David is traveling, that Shimei, son of Gerah, comes and curses him out. And all the officials that are with David are experiencing the brunt of this very difficult experience. He's taking stones and he's throwing them at them. He's cursing them verbally. He's throwing dust in the air. Uh, That speaks of the judgment and Listen to his words very carefully. David's leaving Jerusalem. Shimei said, get out, get out, you man of blood, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has handed the kingdom over to your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a man of blood. Now, Shimei had it wrong because twice David had spared Saul's life when Saul was trying to pursue him. Twice David restrained his men from taking the life of Saul. And David has been kind towards the house of Saul, yet in chapter 21, and we don't know that 21 happened After this event, we believe it happened prior to it, so it wasn't in chronological order. But in chapter 21, Saul's sons are executed because of a sin committed against the Gibeonites. And Shammai 
is looking at Saul and then looking at David, and he says, you know, David is a bloody man. When David heard those words, they awakened in him a sense of repentance. Not because of Saul, you know, but when he heard bloody hands, he could think of some things that he did. Back in 1 Samuel, when he was in the country of the Philistines, how he systematically executed people. He could think of Uriah's blood that was on his hands. And he remembered a prayer that he prayed. It's found again in Psalm 51, where he said, Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Sometimes it's a conversation with another brother or sister in the Lord, and God reminds you of your sins. I remember going to Zambia, and one of the first churches that we built, the very first church, the pastor gave me a beautiful gift, one of his treasured possessions. It was a simple clay pot that was significant to him. I keep that in my office. He gave me what was most treasured to himself. And I think about the poverty. I think about all of the struggles that they have. And sometimes as I look at that, I say, oh, Lord, you've blessed me so much. I live in a beautiful home. I drive a nice car. I pastor a wonderful congregation. I've been blessed with an abundance. And I have to at times just get before God and repent and say, oh Lord, forgive me for being influenced by the culture that I live in. Because in this culture we're so materialistic and it impacts all of us. And so perhaps it's a conversation Or a circumstance that awakens in your heart a sense of your own sinfulness. For David, when he heard those words, bloody hands, oh, he wasn't thinking of Saul's house. But he did did think of Uriah. He did remember a prayer. And this was divine discipline in his life. Now, we can reject it or submit to it. We can run from it or we can accept it and grow by it and through it. And he chooses the latter. He would submit to divine discipline. In verses 11 to 13, then David said to Abishai and all his officials, my son who is my own flesh is trying to take my life. How much more than this Benjamite? Leave him alone. Let him curse, for the Lord has told him to. It may be that the Lord will see my distress and repay me with good for the cursing I'm receiving today. So David and his men continued along the road while Shimei was going along the hillside opposite him, cursing as he went, throwing stones at him and showering him with dirt. Habeshire was one of David's generals. He was a nephew. And Habeshire... He ruled by force and power. He said, lift that man's head from him. Let's shut his mouth. Let's silence him now. Uh, Before, Abishai had done that with Saul as well. He was ready to kill Saul. 
David says, no, I see God's hand in it. When suffering and trials and pain come into your life, oftentimes we say, Lord, is it because of something I've done? It doesn't mean that we've done something and that's why we're suffering, but what it should do, it should humble us So that we go before God and say, Lord, let this trial sanctify my heart. Let it make me into a man or a woman of God. When we come to those painful places of life, and we come to them, and they are there. It is our opportunity to say, Lord, do a work in me. In the book of Proverbs, the author says in verses 11 and 12 of chapter 3, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as the father corrects a child in whom he delights. Because of the pain, we could look for an anesthesia. Because of the pain of discipline, we could busy ourselves. We can quiet ourselves and just silence his voice what we ought to do is this stop be still practice some time of solitude and silence and say speak Lord for your servant is listening and let God's refining fire change you. Sometimes we have to just stop running and start waiting. When you go through the difficult time, when you go through the times of testing and trial, remember, God will take care of what you go through. You take care of how you go through it. You determine your response. Oh, Lord, here I am. So he accepts divine discipline and he rejects any sense of payback. Now, what's going to happen is David leaves Jerusalem, but a war ensues and Absalom is killed on the battlefield. And now David's going back to Jerusalem and the welcome parties are all out, you know. It's amazing how many friends you have when you're on top of the world and how few friends you have when you are on the bottom. He's now going back to Jerusalem. And as he comes back to Jerusalem, there's a crowd of people gathering. There's a thousand, a thousand Benjamites. Those are the people of the tribe of Saul. And guess who's leading them? Well, let's read the verses. Verse 19 of chapter 19. May my Lord not hold me guilty. This is Shimei speaking. He's fallen now at David's feet. He's come over the river, and now he's fallen at his feet. He says, do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my Lord, the king, left Jerusalem. 
May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet my lord, the king. When he said those words, I have sinned, it would have echoed in the heart of David when confronted by Nathan, the prophet, and he said, I have sinned. Sometimes the sins of others remind you of your own sin. Sins maybe you committed long ago or are recent. But you look and you think, oh Lord, hear David's heart as he hears the words from Shimei, I have sinned. Now, Abishai comes onto the scene again. David's, one of David's generals, he's ready to lift Shimei's head off of his shoulders again. Uh, Listen to the conversation that goes on because what's going to happen is there's going to be political wisdom. He's politically wise, David, in this situation. Then Abishai, the son of Zariah, said, shouldn't Shimei be put to death For this, he cursed the Lord's anointed. Now, picture the Middle East. Picture someone cursing one of the sovereigns, one of the kings there. Even today, you might not hear from them anymore. (laughs) Back then, especially. And here, Abishai is saying he deserves, this was a capital crime. And it was a crime. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, don't even curse the king in your heart. And Shimei, along the way, curses David. And now, a time later, he comes and he repents. And here's Abishai. He said, he cursed the Lord's anointed. Verse 22, David replied, What do you and I have in common, you sons of Zariah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I'm king over Israel? David was wise because here's Shimei leading a group of a thousand people. And all he had to do is, okay, let's execute Shimei now. He doesn't. The thousand would have fled in fear and fright. And he knew how fragile things were in the nation at that time. He was wise. Sometimes in our own lives we suffer situations and circumstances where we have to deal with difficult situations. And we need wisdom. And David demonstrated that wisdom. There was a potential for civil war at that time. And in chapter 21, you read that potential. But watch what David does. Not only is he politically wise, but he's personally merciful. Verses 22 to 23, David replied, What do you have in common, you sons of Zeruiah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I'm king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, you shall not die. Where had you heard those words before? 
Don't you remember? David had taken a life. David had committed adultery. David had covered it up for a year. And David comes and said, I have sinned. And Nathan says, you shall not die. And now, David is mirroring his relationship with God into his relationship with Shimei. He says, you shall not die. The grace that God shows us along the way needs to be shown to others along the way. How God has dealt with you, so deal with others. That's what the life of David is teaching us. That's where he is at this moment, at this time. He is betraying grace. We have to recognize that God uses things in our lives to perfect us. Someone has said, don't fight your problems and setbacks. What should we do? Use them. David is going to use the pain. David is going to use the opportunity. David is going to use all of these things to allow him to become the man that God planned him to become. What's God using in your life? What painful circumstance in your family, at your job, in your home, might you be going through that God might be shouting clear and loud to you, my son, my daughter, I'm trying to shape your life. Yield yourself to me. And become that vessel that I want you to be. So he rejects any payback. But he anticipates the predictable. David is on his deathbed now. And commentators are divided on this. And uh, some of the sermons that I looked at never even mentioned it. Because it's a difficult passage to understand. David's on his deathbed. And he's talking to Solomon, giving him instructions. And he says, I want you to remember Shemei, the son of Gerer, the Benjamite from Berum, who called down bitter curses on me the day I went from Emmanuel. When he came to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I would not put you to death by the sword. But now, do not consider him innocent. You are a man of wisdom. You'll know what to do to him. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. Now the commentators are divided on this. Some just say, you know what happened at this moment? David had a flashback. And he was going to take revenge. David was going to get even now. Because that's a hard thing not to fight. I don't think that's what's happening. I think what is happening here is this. David is setting up his house, knowing that his days are numbered for the coming generations. What David is doing at this moment is he's securing the house of his son Solomon. Because Absalom, just prior to this in the first chapter of 1 Kings... Absalom's younger brother, Solomon's older brother, rebels and is another revolt in the nation. 
And David is thinking God's purpose must be fulfilled in and through Solomon. As Dr. Ed Jones continues to take us on a journey through the story of David, we continue to learn more about what a life lived for God can look like. David wasn't perfect by any means, but God used him in powerful ways, and he can use you too. We do hope that you've been blessed by today's message on Building in Faith and invite you to visit our website to learn more about our ministry. Our web address is buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous messages available to listen to or download or even share with someone you feel will be impacted by the message. Be sure to find us on Facebook as well by searching for Faith AG2. We know how important social media is in people's lives today and by liking us on Facebook, you can keep up to date with all that's happening at Faith Assembly. We'd also like to invite you to join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area for our weekly time of fellowship, Bible teaching, and worship of our Savior. We meet each Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and also on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. and have many activities for all ages and all walks of life. Give us a call for directions and to find out more about our congregation at 845-462-5955. Sadly, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us again here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the Word of God, sharing with us new chapters in David's story. Your word restores it.